Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Letterman Lounge. We've got a huge episode on deck. I'm pumped up. Matt Park's on the other side of that screen. He's pumped up because tomorrow, five-star plus safety KJ Bolden will announce his decision. For now, I don't know. Like, Could we see this thing go the distance, whether he makes a decision or not? I don't know, but he's going to make a decision uh, tomorrow. Again, Matt Parker, Spencer Holbrook. Sorry for the uh, boistering voice. I, I'm just, I'm excited, Matt. KJ Bolden, finally we get some decisions here. Uh, will it be Cousin Perry Eliano? Will it be uh, in-state Georgia? Will it be surging Florida State? Will it be Auburn, I guess? Um, it, the Auburn <laughs> thing is very perplexing to me, but, you know, down down south, you just never know what's going to happen with recruiting. Matt, um, all right, KJ Bolden, where's he going? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk KJ Bolden because you dropped some intel uh, on Thursday afternoon after yes. speaking with some folks in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center um, about KJ Bolden. There's a lot of smoke on Twitter right now from people, including people in our network, who I respect as recruiting analysts, who are giving Ohio State absolutely no chance in this. You know, is it going to be Georgia? Is it going to be Florida State? Or is it going to be Auburn? And I, I guess Ohio State's just an, an also ran, as they use in the political terms. But, like, Ohio State doesn't feel that way. And I don't think K.J. Bolden feels that way. And I don't think Ohio State's out of this race at all. What say you, Mr. Parker? Yeah, I think – so let's let's start to the basis of, of that intel piece that came out Thursday afternoon. It's very much the stance of some quiet optimism with folks inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Uh, the thing that was kind of echoed in talking to sources Thursday was hoping for the best, preparing for the worst, uh, which you kind of have to do that with every single player that you recruit, quite honestly. Um, no matter how much of a lock it seems for any prospect, like that's just how you have to recruit. Uh, and as it relates to KJ Bolden, yeah, uh, Ohio State is is quietly optimistic uh kj bolden has kind of shut down his his talking to the media um even ohio state is having uh some difficulties in, in reaching him personally now i know buford has started its preseason training camp and everything like that and the expectations at buford are are high as ever especially now with dylan rayola uh at the school we don't so say there, his there's on the show man there's well <laughs> I I will. I will. <laughs> I'm just I, and I don't care that much. <laughs> um yeah, you may maybe lose my train of thought. Uh there's just a lot of things that are going on uh in, in Bolden's Bolden's life right now that are I think more important than talking to the same coaches and same schools that he's been talking to for the better part of two years and well two months for some schools, if if you really want my honest take there. Uh, and, and yeah, yesterday I was told Ohio State feels like it's 50-50 Florida State, Ohio State. Uh, 
but that's the thing, right? So you talk to everyone that is reporting on this recruitment uh, is relying heavily on their sources. And of course, their sources are going to be whatever program they cover. So I have to tip my cap to KJ Bolden and to his camp by keeping this very close to the chest. Um, and, and from there, I mean, it, it's really just everyone is heavily relying on their sources. Uh, and, and really, no one knows. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. No one knows. Uh, and, and if anyone says they do, if they're saying that today as we record this at 11.15 on Friday, August 4th, they're wrong. Um, it could be Ohio State. It could be Florida State. It could be Auburn. Uh, it could be Georgia. Don't, Alabama is a hat on the table. And uh, his final five. Do I think it's going to be – obviously, it's going to be one of those five schools. They're in the final five for a reason. But I just think Ohio State is not getting all of – all of the vocalization I think it needs to. Uh, it's been very, it's been a very attractive thing uh, for Auburn to be talked about as heavily as it has been because KJ was in the Plains last weekend. Uh, and, you know, he made a promise to Hugh Freeze that his last visit as a recruit would be to Auburn. Um, you know, the narrative of that Florida State is his dream school. It has been pumped up pretty heavily in the last four weeks or so. Uh, but for as long as, you know, this recruitment has been, you know, one of the most daily talked about recruitments, there are two schools that you've heard about that aren't going away, and that's Georgia and Ohio State. And then we heard a few days ago that, you know, Georgia has – kind of trailed off some people say that some people say georgia feels confident it's just like who knows what who is right who is it you know how much do you trust your sources which is why recruiting is so much fun and i don't have any gray hairs at 25 yeah it's <clears throat> so let's put it this way matt rusty manzel at dogs hq best on the beat uh on the georgia site he does an incredible job down there in the state of georgia he's hearing optimism about georgia Jeffrey Lee at Auburn does a pretty good job. You're an optimism about Auburn. Josh Newberg kind of plugged into the Florida State side. Those guys at Warchant kind of think it's going to be Florida State. And here we sit um, covering the Buckeyes. We're in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on Thursday. We'll be there on Saturday before K.J. Bolden's uh, decision. We're hearing good things about Ohio State. The one program we don't hear good things about right now Thank God, because honestly, it's a five-star recruitment that doesn't truly involve Alabama as much. It's kind of nice. It's a little refreshing. We don't hear a lot about Alabama. It is definitely a change of pace. I will say that. It's a little refreshing to have a five-star safety, um, especially after beating uh, the dead horse that was the Caleb Downs recruitment last year as we just continued to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And then he stayed at Alabama. So, I mean, it's kind of refreshing to not hear Alabama brought up as much, but that's the skinny here is like, everyone's optimistic until nobody's optimistic. Right. So like in these, in this next 24 hours, I would just caution people. Like, don't believe anything. Like if if somebody says it's going to be Auburn, think that it's going to be somebody else. If somebody says they're thinking they're here in Florida state, I would say that Florida state is not going to be the pick. Like I've get, there's been no reason for me to put in a prediction. And 
I text you a lot about predictions, a little behind the scenes thing. Like I'm going to put in prediction for this guy. And it's just kind of like, you know, not careless, but like, Hey, I'm ready. Like I, I'm on the bandwagon, baby. And I don't end up putting the prediction. I'm not even there yet with KJ bold. So like that tells you how cautious I am to say anything about this recruitment. It's just like, nobody knows, man, you guys are all, yeah. paid, you guys are all paid to do this. You guys are all really good at doing this and nobody knows. So like, KJ is doing a fantastic job here, right? And yeah. like like you said, tip your cap to KJ. Like, this is a great recruitment. This is what college football is about. Is like, you know, two heavyweights and two hoping to become heavyweights going at it for this kid that they know could change the program or continue to elevate the program. And it's like, this is awesome, man. Uh, but again, we just don't know. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about the the cautious optimism about the Buckeyes um, who just had a major recruiting win last week when they landed four-star Springfield cornerback Aaron Scott Jr. One of the best commitment ceremonies of all time by the way just we haven't I don't know if we've talked about that at least like on on the YouTubes but I'm here to say that that was an all-time great moment anyway uh Ohio State, you know, they have they have some momentum right now on the trail, but you have to wonder, is that momentum landing an in-state guy and beating your rival going to carry over to the best safety in the country? Uh, and again, with that cautious optimism, you know, on the other side of that coin, it's uh there there is some some pessimism involved there, right? And you know, talk about sources. Uh, at the Woody on Thursday, they're already building their their contingency plans, their plan Bs and their plan Cs, uh, which is where I kind of, you know, you would think that those would be in place. And obviously you, you recruit to win the recruitment. Like that's how you have to be. But I think the the difference there is that if you already have those plans established in the event that it doesn't, there's nothing wrong with being prepared, you know? And I think this is now the, the second time we've seen Ohio state specifically at safety, put all of their eggs in one basket. And when it happened in 2023, it was, Oh, okay. I mean, now granted they recruited Caleb Downs until the very end. They got him on campus for the game which we all know how that went. Uh, and, and, you know, there were some moments, even getting closer to signing day, where it was like, man, they might do it. Like, they might do it. Uh, and quite honestly, you can't afford to have that again in 2024. Obviously, if Ohio State misses out, still recruit the number one safety in the country. That's a no-brainer. But at the same time, there has to be a much more clear prioritization of what's next on the board for Perry Eliano and for that defensive staff for Ryan day, because you can't not just take Jalen McLean, who was a great player in his own right. But if this is truly a quote unquote safety driven defense and you only take one safety, that's not going to get done. Like that's just not going to get it done. And kind of let my mind wander there a little bit, because that was the thing that, of all of the things that I heard at the Woody, that was the thing that like really struck a chord with me was, you know, we're developing our plans. And 
I don't know. I find that interesting. Yeah, Matt, K.J. Bolden, really close to making a decision. I don't know what he's going to use um, in order to make his decision, whether it's an Aaron Scott-style backpack. We loved that announcement. Whether it's a – whether it's a live mascot, maybe surprise everybody and pulls like the Florida baby alligator up from under the table. And like, you know, like I've seen recruits do some crazy things. What I did though, in my commitment process was I just picked up a hat, man. I just picked up this wonderful white bird dogs hat and put it on. Um, I have chosen bird dogs. You should too. Uh, we both have the, the workout shorts. Can't name a better workout unless I'll wait. Because when you're in the bird dogs, athletic shorts, the workouts, they are wonderful. They stretch perfectly. You can do the squats in them. You can do the jumping jacks in them, the high knees, whatever you need to do. You can do them in bird dogs. The khaki pants are great to play golf in. Uh, our good friend for your vet, Tim May, uh, wears his khaki pants and stuff when he's doing things uh, around the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, when he's out on the golf course, when he's talking with sources about what's going on with the with conference realignment. And then, of course, Andy Backstrom, he, he's rocking those things every time he, he comes to Woody, uh, you know, just, just to hang out and uh, wear those khaki shorts. So, like, they're so versatile. They fit just like Lululemon, only better because they are better, Matt. They're comfortable. They're nice. You have them, Matt. Um, would you care to comment on the polo you just received from the oh, fun folks at Bird Dogs? It is just – fits like a dream. It's breathable. Sometimes you forget you're wearing a shirt, and that's comfort that, like, is just – it's nice. It's comfort. I'm a big fan. It's comfort you can't buy, Matt, except you can buy it right now at birddogs.com slash LR. And if you do so at birddogs.com slash LR, you get this free hat. Or if you just use the promo code LR at checkout, you get this free hat. Go to birddogs.com slash LR. You'll get the free hat with any purchase of the khaki shorts, the workout shorts, the the joggers, the khaki pants, the, the polos, the wonderful polos. Whatever you buy, birddogs.com slash LR, you get this free tech hat with it. Or you can just use the promo code LR at checkout. Go to birddogs.com slash LR or use the promo code LR at checkout for a free hat. Yeah, I mean, I think these guys are always prepared to an extent, uh, right? Like you always have like the board, right? And like you can have the board, but like who are you? truly truly going after is another is another question so like i don't think it's a bad thing for Ohio State to go all in on kj bolden and this is a specific case study and a special circumstance because this kid is related to the guy who could potentially be coaching him so there is great reason i think even more so than going after a kid from mill creek in georgia uh going after a kid in but at buford who you know what what Buford does you know how they run that program it's a very set standard at Buford like uh it's a little different than a lot of the high schools in Georgia and and the family ties you've had success at Buford before like I think this is a special circumstance where you go all in on KJ Bolden but you bring up an excellent point of like how many cycles do you try this tactic and if you tried it the second year and KJ Bolden because again we have no clue if he does pick Ohio State, then next year you can go and, t- and try at the number one safety again. And it, maybe it works out again. But if you swing and miss for the second straight year, 25, I think there's going to have to be real tweaks to the recruitment, Matt. Um, and I think that's all I have to say about KJ Bolton because I just don't know what. Yeah. You mentioned Buford, and I want to stay on the Buford train. Uh, and I want to talk about five-star defensive lineman Edric Houston. 
uh, as we saw earlier this week, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, earlier this week, uh, five-star edge rusher, defensive end, Dylan Stewart committed to South Carolina and a, a, a total, a total gut punch, quite honestly, to Ohio state. Uh, it's one thing to see your top targets go to Georgia and Alabama. It's a completely different thing when you see your top target from the DMV, by the way, where Ohio state has had a lot of success, uh, particularly under Larry Johnson, go to a program like South Carolina. And yes, South Carolina is not the same as Georgia and Alabama. So if there are Gamecocks fans somehow watching this show, I'm sorry, but like Lizzo says, the truth hurts. Like that's just the matter of fact. And so now you see Ohio State have its top two edge rusher guys because Edric Houston, he is a defensive end, but like he, he could play on the inside if needed. And in like the picturesque 24 cycle, I think you would have seen him bump inside if Ohio State had gotten Stewart and Marquise Lightfoot from Chicago committed to Miami. Uh, and so now kind of, kind of similar to the safety approach here it, with his, with Edric Houston's decision coming up on August 22nd, you have a guy that is a full court press for Ohio state. Ohio state is still the leader in this recruitment. I, I still hear good things about Ohio state where they stand with Houston. Uh, I don't believe he made any visits during, uh, the contact period at the end of July, uh, there were some rumors that he was going to go to Ohio State, that he was going to go to Alabama, which the Crimson Tide have really entered this race pretty heavily. Uh, this is coming down to – it's looking like it's coming down to Ohio State and Alabama. Clemson was a factor in there, but eh, I'm not I'm not hearing a whole lot right this minute about the Tigers. Um, but as far as it as far as it relates to Ohio State and Alabama – it's the same thing as as Justin Scott's recruitment. It's really Larry Johnson uh, and that relationship that he has developed, which we have seen is a good thing, and that's what wins recruitments. And then we're, we have seen that's not enough. Like it, a relationship is just not enough. Uh, I think the thing that's most significant, however, with the Edric Houston thing is that no matter what position he's going to play at Ohio state, there's a clear path for him. If he decides to go to Ohio state, there is a clear path to him for him to get time on the field as a freshman. When you look at the, when you look at the expected mass exodus from Larry Johnson's room at the end of the 2023 season, you need a five-star guy that's versatile like Edric Houston. And I think that's the biggest thing in Ohio state's favor right now. Yeah. I mean, you have the potential of losing five defensive linemen. So, you know, Justin Scott can come in and try to play right away. You know, Edric Houston could come in and try to play right away wherever, you know, uh, it's a great thing that you brought up the, the Dylan Stewart recruitment because, like, guys, this was not dollars and cents. Like, I, I don't care what anybody tells you. This was this was just a loss for Ohio State, and that's a tough pill to swallow. Um, you know, you lose an NIL battle, sure. You lose a, a recruitment. It's just different. So now you, you got to go circle the wagons on, like you said, Edric Houston, that full court press that you talked about. You got to go back and 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 keep recruiting Marquis Lightfoot. You gotta you gotta have guys. Um, the approach from twenty twenty three obviously did not work. 
the the approach was similar. I asked a couple people in the know at the Woody, you know, have they did they change the approach in 24 that's leading to what they thought was momentum in the defensive line recruiting? They said, not really. The, the approach hasn't changed. Well, now with Dylan Stewart committed elsewhere, Edric Houston's decision coming up, if Edric Houston goes the other way, you have to change your approach and you don't have a choice. But if Edric Houston picks Ohio State, you get another affirmation of that proof of concept that worked with Justin Scott, that worked with Edric Houston. It worked with uh, Jason Moore, a top 60 player in the country, a top 61, I guess, player in the country. Uh, so, like, this is a not a defining moment for Ohio State, but I think it's a it's a pivotal moment for Ohio State in the future of the defensive line room of, like, okay, is the approach that we took in 23, was that just a fluke in 23? Um, with with just certain you know personality types that maybe just didn't didn't vibe with with Ohio State the way that Ohio State maybe wanted and they they really tried to recruit them like but if you go back into twenty four and you can make it work in twenty four then you get that again that proof of concept that I think can work like okay our approach still works it still carries weight if it doesn't though I mean you're looking at a process that you've been taking the same approach to since I think twenty thirteen and fourteen. And now you have to say, okay, what are we doing differently? What can we do differently? What do we have to do differently uh, to yeah. make these things work? And so even more so, I think, with KJ Bolden, because I think if KJ Bolden doesn't pick Ohio State, you'll see that approach change. I think if Edric, Edric Houston's decision on August 22nd is so big for this program because it kind of shows, like, does this still work the way we do things? Yeah, I mean, to to just, like, name it, right? to name that approach that it's relationship driven recruiting. That's what Ohio state does. They are going to put so much into their relationships and not just with prospects, but with the coaching staff at the high school, with the high school administration, with obviously the family extended family, uh, Ohio state prides itself on, on its family feel uh, within its program. And, and that's true. I mean, we saw, we saw Perry Eliano's son at training camp on Thursday uh like that's that's not a joke and so that relationship driven recruiting it has it ha it does have a high success rate it does um but the areas where it misses is with those national guys with those five-star guys from the sec country uh and, and places like that and i think if there's going to be changes to it there has to be enhancements because to completely walk away from it is to re is to change the identity of the program. And Ohio State is not going to do that, at least not under Ryan Day. Um, that was the program that he inherited from Urban Meyer. Um, Ohio State has just always been like that, you know, for as you and I have grown up around Ohio State. Like, like that, that's just how it is. That's how it is. Uh, you mentioned Marquise Lightfoot, and I wanted to circle back on him really quickly, and then we can change topic to maybe some other things. But that's a guy that Ohio State is going to continue to recruit all the way down to the very end. They see so much upside in him. They have him very highly ranked because Ohio State does its own rankings of prospects. Um, he's obviously highly rated by you know all of the recruiting services. Um and that's a guy that Ohio State really believes that it can flip from Miami. The Kenwood Academy staff loves Larry Johnson, loves Ryan Day, um, and I wouldn't like I would not be shocked if if we saw Marquise Lightfoot in the horseshoe 
at some point this fall. Let's let's also remember the area recruiter for Chicago who does a better job than people give him credit for, I think, on the trail in, in, in starting those relationships and then can kind of hand them off to the position coach, Parker Fleming. I think he did a good job with, with that staff as well, you know, forming that relationship and then almost, you know, handing the baton off to Ryan Day and Larry Johnson. Just didn't want to interrupt you, but but Parker Fleming, you know, with Justin Scott, I think he did a decent job and then and then give him some flowers here uh, for having Ohio State near the top for Marquis Lightfoot as well. Yeah, I mean, Parker Fleming really kind of started the thing with, with Justin Scott in 2023. We yeah. really, when Ohio State was doing the three-headed dance with the three five-star defensive ends in 2023, uh, Fleming was maintaining that relationship with Justin Scott, and a year later, that's paid off. So yep. kudos to Parker Fleming. So yeah, kudos to you, PF. But uh, let's see, what else? What else is on there? Uh, wide receiver Jeremiah McClellan announced his uh, decision date for August 13th and a little sneak peek to the audience, but I will actually be on vacation when he announces his commitment. However, uh, no matter what he decides, uh, we'll have coverage on it. And I like Ohio State. What say you? I also like Ohio State in that recruitment. Um it's interesting, like Missouri smoke, smoke elsewhere, smoke from the north. I don't know. Like there's a lot of smoke around recruiting right now, but the one constant is Brian Hartline. And I'm not going to discount Brian Hartline. I'm going to plant my flag for Ohio State landing Jeremiah McClellan. Not sure there's much else to say other than like, hey, Brian Hartline, man. So uh, that's one area they're not struggling in. You know, I think corner and wide receiver, I think you're seeing some pretty good, uh, you know, ROI as far as your coaching staff and recruiting. Um, yeah, I, I, not much else to say. Like Jeremiah McClellan, I, I think is going to be an Ohio State guy. And and then, you know, I think that's a good start to the home stretch of the recruiting season for Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, and we sound I, – I would say we sound like we expect Ohio State to land him and – I don't, I don't want to come across as having that tone because Jeremiah McClellan is a great talent. He's a great yeah. wide receiver. I saw him in Los Angeles. He was his uh, seven on seven team was at OT seven and watching him play on the same field as Mylon Graham and Jeremiah Smith, who were also there. I was just like, yeah, that guy's different. That guy can fit in at the wide receiver room at Ohio State, which is saying something because those guys are freaky, all of them, every single one of them, from Marvin Harrison Jr. all the way down to, to Bryson Rogers. Every single one of them is weird in a very nice way. I want to say in a very nice way. Yeah. In a very nice way. But yeah, to my point, to my point here, Jeremiah McClellan deserves all of the hype. And the excitement that every commitment should get. And I've said it since March that I think Ohio State is going to win this. There was a late push by by Oregon. Uh, but he ended up not going to Eugene. Instead, went to Columbia, which is where Missouri is located. Is it Missouri University or University of Missouri? Do you know I don't know. I've been there. Great town. I like it. Como's nice. Um, you should go sometime. Yeah, the Missouri Tigers football program is where 
Jeremiah McClellan was at the last weekend of July. They're making a push, but um, I expect Brian Hartline to beat out Missouri for a wide receiver. So. Huge news. That, that is <laughs> – Brian okay. Hartline greater than, if that's the right way, Missouri. That's fair. That's, uh, that's the headline. Okay, right before we get out of here, Matt, uh, really quickly. Okay. Ohio State doesn't have a marquee home game until October 21st. Yes. That's Penn State. Let's go through the schedule. Let's play the schedule game, man. Uh, okay. At Indiana, you can't have a recruiting weekend on the road. Uh, Youngstown State, yes. September 9th. Um, then September 16th, home against Western Kentucky. Don't think that's going to be the answer. Uh, at Notre Dame, bye week. Then Maryland. And I don't think that's going to be crazy as for recruiting because it's homecoming weekend. There's a lot of stuff going on in that weekend. Hang on, though. On the I, flip uh, side. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm getting there. But then you go uh, all the way at Purdue October 14th before you come home for the, the big boy against Penn State. Matt, I'm starting to hear some rumblings from folks, and folks is you, um, that September 9th could be a decent weekend that Ohio State rallies the troops, get those guys together just to build some camaraderie in the class. And then maybe that homecoming weekend could be another little recruiting weekend before they start hosting everyone and their brother for the Penn State game. Is that true? Yeah. Can we get some I mean, validity to that? There's there where there is smoke, there is fire. Yes, okay. I would say. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much expecting for that September 9th game uh, against Youngstown State to be a, a good portion of of the in-state guys for 24. Uh, Tavian St. Clair for 25. I would expect to be there. Uh, and now 2026 wide receiver commit Chris Henry Jr. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know right now. I'm going to say that. I don't know right now, but I will know because that's what I do. Uh, and then the the Western Kentucky game is very weird. It's a four o'clock kick, uh, which all parties involve. Thumbs down. Um, yeah, two thumbs down from Spencer. Uh, that's going to be a lot of guys where it's pretty similar to the uh, Arkansas State game last year. It's a lot of guys that they are interested in maybe they're just getting started on on that recruitment they want them to come out to ohio state that homecoming game though is very interesting to me uh for a number of reasons one it is against maryland which with ohio state's ties to the dmv i think it would be pretty wise of them to have some prospects from the dmv come out and be like Here's the program that is pitching you to be a hometown hero, and we're going to try and put 60 on. So you could do that here. Um, but it, really, it's the Penn State game. Everything everything leads up to the Penn State game. I mean, there's going to be uh, – already, I have put together a list of guys that have told me that they want to be at that game. And I it's like 30 or 40 names, and it's August 4th. That game is over two months away. So, so it's going to be bananas. Let's uh, let's remember the Notre Dame game last year, though, Matt, where a lot of prospects wanted a ticket, uh, maybe even more than they wanted to visit Ohio State. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, I think there could be some an underbelly of this Penn State visitors list that is, yeah, I'd love to go see Ohio State play Penn State. Like, who wouldn't? 
Uh, and then, so now then the, the task is like weeding out who's actually going to be able to visit and who isn't because Ohio State can't host 300 recruits. If it could, it probably would. But I don't think that's something that Mark Pantone would sign up for, that Ryan oh. Day would even sign up for. Um, I don't Eric think Huston so. And the recruiting staff, I don't think they're going to sign up for like 300 recruits. So it's it's always interesting to me, like these guest lists, right? Because like they they almost like compact as you get closer to game time. Uh, well, because think it's you say 300 recruits, but then you have to account for their guests. Oh, yeah. You got brothers, sisters, so, parents, aunts, uncles, whoever wants to make the trip. Yeah. So that's that's a lot. That's a lot. But uh, that's going to be that's that's just a future reference for all the folks at home. Just uh, just a little something to be thinking about, I suppose. Matt, um, I'm going to get you out of here on this. And for the folks who have stayed long enough to hear this. Troopers out there. I'll say. Just how we began the show, Matt. KJ Bolden. <laughs> oh, is this, uh, are you asking what I think? I am. I, okay, so I did a class prediction on Thursday. And I had him out of the class, and I'm going to stand by that. All right. Uh, there's just there's too much there's too much noise about the field compared to Ohio State, and whether that's done intentionally or that's just done absentmindedly. Uh, I'm just I, I don't know. I got a weird gut feeling about this, even though Ohio State is cautiously optimistic. I'm going to take the field and. Uh, if I have to pick a school, are you, are you going to make me pick a school, or can I just take? Well, I'm going to get my pick in too, and then we got. Oh well, okay. If you're gonna, if you're gonna give a pick, I'll say Florida State because I'm, well, I'm going to go with Georgia, man. Like I know a lot of smoke everywhere, but Georgia. But like this team's won, this program's won two straight national championships. I would like to remind everyone that us, like everyone else, does not know. Yeah. So that's why we have two different schools, um, but neither of them yes. is Ohio State. We'll see where Ohio State lands in this recruitment in the pursuit of five-star plus uh, safety, K.J. Bolden, uh, on Saturday afternoon uh, on the On3 YouTube channel. Kind of cool opportunity that he that he's going to announce on the On3 YouTube channel. For now, Matt and I will just continue to gather sourcing, hear what we're hearing about K.J. Bolden. But for Matt Parker on the other side of that screen, I am Jess Spencer Ulbrich. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the latest Letterman Lounge we will see you back here next time we need to talk about things. Whew. Okay, we're going to have to start a new one so we can do this ad read.